This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. We have a pretty cool announcement uh, to announce. For those of you who usually watch the live stream during the radio show, we are now on a new platform today. We're still streaming to the old one on DLive, but we're on Trovo now. And we're on Trovo for a whole host of reasons that people on the live stream are well aware of. So if you want to check it out, actually be able to choose your resolution on the live stream, go to trovo.live slash Casey, the host. Uh, and again, Trovo is we're, we're doing like a beta test. We're streaming to DLive and Trovo at the exact same time. But I want everybody on DLive to try Trovo today, if you can do that. If uh, you already have Trovo and you've never been on DLive or you never watched the live stream, uh, definitely go check it out. Trovo.live slash Casey the host. All right, uh, I want to start with something relatively relatively new. I've had a lot of you reach out to me over the past couple of weeks and say, hey, Casey, there's some funny business happening over at Penn Harris Madison School System and school district, school system, whatever it is. Um, and we want you to, to go ahead and take a look at it. Well, one of my one of my listeners had the email today, posted it in Discord. And I want to just go ahead and read to you what Penn Harris Madison sent home to parents. And a lot is changing with education here in, in our community with various school systems. Uh, and for the record, getting some rumors about South Bend School Corp. So pay attention for breaking news and some pretty big stuff coming out of South Bend School Corp over the next several weeks. Okay, just pay attention to that just in case it breaks. Uh, can't corroborate anything at this point in time. Greetings, parents and guardians. I'm going to read this to you exactly how they wrote it to parents and just you know react to it okay whatever your your first instinctual reaction is to this email you know just just let us know typically we share our goals and curriculum for our advisory lessons in kingsman nation weekly we will continue to do so but i am providing you a snapshot of the plan for march our first lesson is today it was great to see all of our grade 11 and 12 hybrid students yesterday. Okay, again, schools are starting to come back. Uh, Elkhart uh, community goes back to four days next week, although with masks every every single moment you're in the school uh, versus right, what it is right now where you can take it off of your desk. Uh, for the month of March, the advisory lessons will focus on a variety of topics, including connection, collaboration, and regulation. We will start with connection and collaboration as students focus on celebrating diversity and inclusion. All right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Got them buzzwords, don't we? And here, can, can I just, as an aside, can I point out, can I point out how ridiculous it is that words that are supposed to be positive, like diversity and inclusion, have now become negative? Can I point that out? We used to love diversity and inclusion, but now we know that's buzzwords for white people are bad. Specifically, lessons will focus on racism and anti-racism, taught by mostly white people, no doubt, as a means to be a catalyst for positive change and conversation to help end racism and make Penn a better place for all students. Cool. Uh, what are you going to do about the anti-white racism that's running rampant right now? It is one of the increasing causes of hate crime statistics, according to the FBI's uh, annual UCR. Anything? Or are you just going to ignore that part, Penn? You going to ignore that part? Of course you're going to ignore that part. 
How about the racism of saying that Asians and large chunks of the Hispanic community are now white? How about that racism? You going to address that? Of course you're not. Can we talk about the racism of this happening outside of Black History Month? Why did you wait until after Black History Month to all of a sudden focus on racism? That seems kind of racist, Penn. Just throwing that out there. With regards to the competency of regulation, students will learn about healthy stress management and coping skills. Cool. 13 months late. Would have been nice a long time ago. They will also learn more about the brain, their strengths, and metacognition, e.g. thinking about thinking. To help students regulate and apply skills related to thinking and learning as it relates to brain neuroscience. Yeah, we'll see. Anytime somebody mentions neuroscience now, you have to be skeptical too. Which is, again, another sad thing. Additionally, lessons include taking care of yourself specifically related to what to do if you need to reach out for help or are dealing with thoughts of suicide. Okay. Can we also address why there might be some thoughts of suicide and why that's been increasing over the past year? Can, can they, are, are they going to bring that up? And will they bring it up that a large chunk of that is caused by the completely unscientific, ineffective, well, ineffective lockdowns that were based on a false study that was retracted long, long, long time ago? Will, will that be discussed too? For the record, I agree 100% that we need to be teaching some of those basic things here, especially on the back end of this email uh, to kids. It's just that we know how it's going to be presented. We know full well how this is going to be presented because we've already heard these buzzwords before. We already know what's going on. We already know how this is going to shake out. And if it's not going to shake out that way, then Penn never should have issued an email to parents using the language of social justice warrior activists, which are really just anti-white activists. Let's be honest. Most of them are anti-police and everything else. Uh, they do provide the number for the National uh, Suicide Prevention Hotline, so that was cool. I wonder why Penn is so focused on that. I wonder if they have some internal polling about the students at, at Penn that are um, concerning to them. Now we've already talked about we've already talked about this because my my home school district back in Las Vegas, Nevada, the Clark County School District. Um, they have the distinct and proud reputation of being one of the largest and worst school districts in the entire country. They they got to a point where even their teachers union was like, okay, we need to start reopening because too many kids were killing themselves. They had a, a string of, of a couple of dozen kids killing themselves in a very short period of time. And it got to the point that everybody's like, okay, we, we are running into a real problem here. We need to start opening. Uh, it's not just Texas, by the way. Mississippi announced they're, they're reopening everything and getting rid of the mask mandates. Expect more dominoes to fall pretty soon. As I've told you over the past several days, we are now at a point where, for the first time uh, throughout the pandemic, we've actually started to see a few people realize what's going on around them and say, all right, I'm done with this. You know, I'll be polite, but I'm done with it. Somebody on the uh, Discord server, I posted this on, on social media yesterday. I think I posted it on Instagram. I don't know if I did it on uh, on Facebook. I might have. It's always nice when you post everywhere and you have no idea where you're posting. Uh, but this was spotted in Michiana. One of my listeners took a picture of, of a uh, mask up Hoosiers sort of a thing. And, and then underneath it, it says, if you want. But our employees are not required to wear masks. That was nice. It was nice to see that. You know, and... and 
what's interesting about this is that there was an article today with regards to Texas rescinding all of their mask mandates. And it was basically a bunch of, it was an article, but it was an article about a bunch of people who were having a hissy fit on social media, you know, leftists, liberals, Democrats, whatever, uh, mask Nazis who were like, we're going to wear the mask anyway. Guess what? You're allowed to. And nobody wants to take that away from you. (laughs) There isn't a single person out there that doesn't want you to have the option of wearing a mask if you so choose. The problem is you are, well, you're oppressors. So you run around and want to force everybody to wear a mask. And you can't comprehend that when there isn't a mask mandate, nobody actually wants to force you to not wear one. Your brain doesn't think that way because you're just a totalitarian at heart. So instinct tells you to oppress. Whatever I want to do is what everybody should do. And if anybody deviates from that, well, they've got to be attacked. So you can't comprehend that when the mask mandates go away, nobody has a problem if you keep wearing the mask, if you feel that's the best option for you. Keep doing it. Nobody cares. What they would like you to do is to stop caring if they don't. <laughs> that's It really isn't that hard. So we're going to keep following this pen story because I've gotten several emails from, from a lot of you about this. Uh, Casey, I'm really concerned about what's happening in March at Penn. Really concerned about this. And this, uh, this email that was sent home to parents from Penn seems to corroborate some of those fears. And again, I don't have an issue with all of this. Some of that's really good stuff. I think you always need to focus on suicide prevention with young people, especially now. Uh, I think there's nothing wrong with teaching critical thinking skills. The problem is, is that oftentimes when somebody says critical thinking, what they really mean is you need to think like everybody else or you're not critically thinking. Groupthink has now become critical thinking in American academia. That's the problem. When you think for yourself, you're ostracized. If you go against the grain, you're ostracized. Even though throughout human history, groupthink has always been bad. And the people who have risen to the top and have really made tremendous impacts for for the greater good of society are the people who went against the grain. And that is effectively being stomped out from a very, very young age. So we're going to keep watching this. Maybe we're all just reading into what Penn's message is and what their lesson plans are. Maybe we're reading into it. Uh, from a position of experience but bias and what Penn is actually going to do isn't going to mirror what Penn's email says it's going to mirror maybe we're all wrong or maybe Penn is going to do exactly what everybody else does when they send a letter like this home and it's going to be a disaster and it's actually going to promote it's going to promote division and separating people into their own little camps and it's actually not going to be positive We'll see, but we'll keep monitoring it. And for those of you out there who have kids in pen, or for those of you who are kids in pen, keep us informed about it so we can continue to let everybody else know what's going on. Uh, this is this is a community that has tremendous power in influencing, you know, this type of stuff. And we need to we need to hold their feet to the fire if they get out of line. I'm not saying that they will. I'm saying that this email is written exactly like things that we've seen in the past that did get out of line, and that's what's concerning people. More coming up. News five three. As news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw? R&B Car Company are your used car experts. You can also find them online at rbcarcompany.com. 
com. All right. Um, somebody posted in the live stream just a few minutes ago, and I hadn't heard this. Uh, Tiger Woods got in a car crash. So maybe you can go to RB Car Company. I don't know. All right, a couple of things we have coming up a little bit later on today. Parler is suing Amazon again, yet another Amazon thing. Uh, Pfizer has a huge warning on their vaccine again for a certain group of people. And we'll get to all of that a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, we've got we've got tons to get to. Tons to get to. Once again, just a busy, busy week. Um, I don't know. Do I, do I want to devote any time to the CPAC thing? Okay. All right. Here's the deal. I wish I had the ability to do polls, but Facebook like took away the ability to do polls. And even the, the, the weird way that you can do polls on Facebook isn't working this week. I don't know. Facebook sucks. So anyway, um, CPAC, right? So CPAC, the stage at CPAC, a Nazi rune thing, right? Now, of course, this would be upside down and the so-called Nazi rune predates the Nazi regime by centuries, but I digress. And this is, you know, it was designed where you've got, you've got places to walk out. I don't know how many of you have seen this story, but it was instantaneous that leftists who don't know a darn thing about actual Nazi history were able to come out and go, this is a Nazi symbol. And the Republicans are, it was so coordinated and so transparent that this was organized. And I didn't talk about it because I don't like giving credence to this stuff, but I think I have to talk about it now. But what I would like to do is do an informal poll. For those of you who are watching the live stream right now on DLive or Trovo, and again, I prefer you be on Trovo today. We're trying to take over uh, Trovo today, and I think we have the ability to do it since DLive keeps messing with us. Um, if, if you are looking at this particular stage, uh, it does resemble a rune. Uh, that rune was used by certain Nazi units, but the Nazis also used, you know, other uh, symbols of racism, such as um, stars and the alphabet and wolves and various other things that are, you know, super, super racist. And we run into this quite a bit with the, you know, fake Iron Cross story with the U.S. military and its marksmanship badges and that sort of thing. It's just something that that floats around every now and then by people who are too ugly to get a date uh, or are just devoid of any personality. Nobody wants to hang out with them. But this story was so organized in how the the faux outrage mob was using social media to go after the stage for being a symbol of Nazism. And I'm just I'm left wondering something. Do you think that the stage was intentionally designed and built not by the conservative leadership, uh, uh, the CPAC leadership there, but do you think that maybe it was designed by, oh, I don't know, um, a liberal group to intentionally resemble Nazi symbology and then to go out and spread that story? Do you think maybe, maybe that, is a possibility now some of you might be going casey what the heck are you talking about that's absurd no way it's not possible really because the stage was designed by a pro-biden liberal company who works has worked for joe biden and has worked for msnbc and they are in no way shape or form no way are they a right-leaning or a right-wing company they are a left-wing company and considering we are in an era where 
there's a lot of manufactured hate. There's a part of me, again, I'm a cynic now. There's a part of me that is looking at this and going, I bet this liberal company designed this stage to look like a Nazi symbol, built the stage to look like a Nazi symbol. Nobody else had any idea that like a Nazi symbol. And then they themselves sent out all of the the back channel press releases or personal messages to people using Signal or whatever other uh, program they're using and said, yo, that stage is a Nazi rune look. When in fact, they're the ones that designed it and they're the ones that built it. And meanwhile, you know, the people who are leadership at CPAC, they're like, okay, stage looks fine, looks looks functional. And it actually is very functional for what, what the event was doing. There's just a part of me that's wondering if this liberal company, they intentionally designed it to look a Nazi rune, even though it's not a Nazi symbol at all, and then spread that information. Now, some of you might think that I'm a little nuts. Let's be honest, we've had way less crazy conspiracies out there. But it was, in fact, it was, in fact, a company that is left-wing they work with msnbc google the biden cancer initiative which is a huge scam in and of itself uh and various other uh left-wing organizations and they're the ones that designed and built the stage so this liberal company designed and built the stage that is now accused of being a symbol of nazism which it's not for the record but the story could be out there now the other option for that is that the liberal company who designed and built the stage didn't do it intentionally and they themselves are the nazis like they didn't do it intentionally to us credit cpac but they themselves are the nazis maybe maybe because again nazism is a leftist ideology not a right-wing ideology maybe they're actually the nazis and they were just putting all of their little nazi markers on all of it or the third option is you know nobody really nobody really thought it was a nazi symbol at all and it was just a couple of quackadoodles out there who just spread this thing and because people are brain dead followers these days nobody's a leader they all just ran with it but i'm choosing to believe because it's the more juicy story i'm choosing to believe that this liberal company intentionally designed it that way in order to manufacture a false narrative that cpac was using nazi imagery during their event We've got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw. R&B Car Company are your used car experts. Some people are saying it was a little quiet earlier, so I turn the microphone up a little bit. All right, um, let's talk about Gretchen Whitler, the nightmare next door. I still think she tried to diddle the health director, and that's why he resigned, and that's why she paid him $155,000 and made him sign an NDA and release the state of Michigan from any liability for a future legal lawsuit. Um, I, there's just something, there's something going on there. Nothing about that agreement or arrangement, nothing about it is standard in politics. So it's really, it's very odd. It is very standard in media. And it's also standard when you have a sexual harassment claim. So I don't know for sure if she did try to diddle him, but there's something up there. There's something up there. So pay attention to that story too, because I, that, that thing 
there's something going on in the state of Michigan when it comes to the former health director and that transfer of wealth and that $155,000 in taxpayer money, the non-disclosure agreement, and everything else. We've talked about this a lot yesterday, but now, now, okay, uh, there is an investigation. A lot of other people are starting to say, wow, this is extremely weird. A public official telling another public official to not tell anybody about things that happened that the public is supposed to have access to and paying him $155,000 in hush money while releasing the state from legal liability in a lawsuit in the future? Mm, something's up. The Michigan GOP issued a statement earlier. That's uh, Is this today or yesterday? This is yesterday. Calling for Governor Whitler and her former Department of Health Director Robert Gordon to release all information surrounding an alleged secret deal between the two after Gordon abruptly left his post. Now, again, he did that back in January. We covered that story. There was some speculation that was happening then that it might have been tied to the nursing home thing and, and some other stuff that was going on in the state of Michigan at the time. While the details of his departure are confidential, Gordon reportedly agreed to a $155,506 payout following that resignation. Republicans want Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel's office to immediately open up an investigation into the deal. That's not going to happen because Dana Nessel is a Whitmer lackey. Oh, friendly reminder. I always have to bring this up. Why? Because it's a cheap shot, but she deserves it. Dana Nessel, the Attorney General of the state of Michigan, is the one who said she wished she had divested her 401k and invested into sex dolls instead. That's 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 her. Uh, They also called on the state legislature to issue subpoenas and hold hearings to answer a very simple question. Why is Governor Whitmer buying the silence of a former government employee, the state's top public health official, in the middle of a global pandemic? Yeah. Again, they're public officials. What they're doing in their job is information that should be available to the public. So why are they doing an NDA (laughs) where he's got to keep his mouth shut. What is going on? State Senator Jim Runstad, a Republican, said that confidentiality agreement just adds another wrinkle to the problem. The administration has not been forthcoming with the data for the information surrounding their COVID policies. All very true. The continued secrecy is troubling and even more reason to investigate the Whitmer administration's COVID policies. I agree with that. Like I said, if nothing else, okay, if this is just a personal deal between those two, maybe she did or didn't try to diddle him or whatever. Um, you know, this is very strange. This doesn't happen in government at all. This is very odd. And it also is tied into, well, this guy is, you know, running the health department while she's throwing sick people inside nursing homes. They got the whole situation in New York, which is now shining a very bright light on Governor Whitmer because she mimicked Cuomo's policies because she didn't know what she was doing at the time. And she figured, well, Cuomo and I are tight. Cuomo's doing some stuff. Everybody seems to love Cuomo. I'm going to do what Cuomo's doing, and then everybody will love me. And then, of course, it worked because Politico wrote a puff piece and said, not a single person in Lansing doesn't love this woman. So we, we're sort of running into some, some real issues here. Now, again, she's being sued by an award-winning journalist to release the information about the nursing home policy because she has still refused to release to the House of Representatives, and she's also refused to release to the local legislature, and she's refused to release to the public any of the information on nursing home deaths in in Michigan. And that's a real problem. 
because that's supposed to be public information, just like it was supposed to be public information in New York. But of course, they got caught hiding half of the deaths. So people are now asking the question, what's going on in Michigan? We already know that she lied. And I always have to include this. I know that it's review for a lot of people, but I have to include this because it just goes to show you that there's been something smelly about this from the very beginning. When the nursing home policy happened in Michigan and she was sending not just sick elderly people into nursing homes with other elderly people, she sent young sick people to nursing homes with elderly people who are most vulnerable to the virus. There was a hate crime issue that happened because of that, that mentally ill guy who's running around beating up white people and filming it and screaming racial epithets at him while he was infected with COVID in a nursing home. But beyond that, she she lied after Democrats, her own party, is like, what are you doing putting sick people in nursing homes where they're the most vulnerable? And her response to that was, I didn't make that decision. The health department did. I didn't do that. And then we got emails that proved that was a lie. So she's been lying about this nursing home policy from the beginning. So to assume that she would be forthcoming and, and you know truthful now doesn't make any sense because she's been misleading everybody from the very very beginning of this thing now you've got this weird situation with the health director just resigning abruptly in january and now we've got a a non-disclosure agreement with a hundred fifty five thousand dollar payout which also at the same time releases the state of michigan from any liability for the the health chief former health chief to sue the state why would he need to sue them was this just a personal matter did she try to diddle the guy and now she's paying paying for his silence or was this tied to covid policies that's the question that everybody wants to know and the legislature uh, and the republican party in michigan are actually starting to ask questions which is a new tactic for the republican party in michigan because it's let's be honest there while some people on the assembly side of the legislature have been pretty good uh, throughout this. They've, they've been few and far between. The Michigan Republican Party is a disaster and a mess and has been for a long time. So it's nice to see them actually starting to do some stuff. We've got more coming up. News Talk 93, Michiana's news channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Look... Okay, this has been the usurper in chief. Um, there's been a few things that people have connection issue there, ladies and gentlemen. But so a couple of things are happening with the Biden administration, and the Biden administration is, you know, they're they're not holding press conferences. They were just asked about this the other day by the reporters, and they said we have no plans for Biden to hold a press conference. They're not releasing his schedule on everything. So as we we told you, hashtag told you. Biden, the Biden administration is doing everything they can to keep Biden from actually doing the job. They don't want Biden to do the job. They want everybody else to do the job, which is why Kamala is taking phone calls from foreign leaders when she's not supposed to. And Kamala, I think, is kind of settling into, I'm actually really the president here. And she's getting upset when there's military strikes and she's not being consulted and her opinion is not being given on it. It's just a whole host of, of weird stuff. But uh, recently, again, the reporters were asking, you know, Biden, like, well, they weren't asking him. They were asking uh, Circleback Saki, hey, when, when is he going to start actually having some kind of, of you know, press conference? And there's a, he's, he's not. We have no plans for it. The State of the Union didn't happen in, in February. 
First time in how many decades? Didn't happen in February. So there's no State of the Union. There's no plans for a State of the Union when probably during a pandemic is, you know, the best time to do a State of the Union address, especially if you're the new guy fixing all of the old guy's problems, like they're saying. But here's something else that they won't do. They will not release Biden's schedule. They will not release the visitor logs to the White House. Again, they're not doing the press press conferences. And then, of course, they took away the petition page at WhiteHouse.gov. So you can no longer petition to get an answer about something from the White House. This is...